Welcome to Life Together, a podcast for Gresham Bible Church, where we exist to glorify God in being disciples who make disciples of all people through the transforming power of the gospel. On this episode, Josh and I explore Sabbath and rest. Why do Sabbath and rest matter? We consider how we can find rest for our weary and restless souls in the middle of a busy and exhausting world. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today and what we're going to talk about. But before that, you and I have discussed this off podcast, so to speak, for a while. We're both sports fans, so my apologies to those who listen who aren't sports fans. But for those who know sports, thinking baseball specifically, the batter walks up to the plate before he walks up. Most major league players have like their walk-up song, right? Their walk-up music. Josh Howarth is walking up to the plate. What is your walk-up music? <laughs> uh, well, I've always, for the last few years, said the ridiculous song, Careless Whisper. <laughs> it's straight up just like saxophone music. And the reason why I thought that would be awesome is because it's really out of place. Because yeah. normally walk-up music is supposed to be like getting you pumped up or yeah. something. But it just is. It doesn't make sense. And so I think it'd be <laughs> hilarious. The reason I even thought of it is years ago, there was like an Oakland Athletics player um who walked up to that song and it was just like that was just so funny it's just hilarious yeah. so uh, um so that's that's what i would want so i would I, love I want that. to walk up music on this podcast that'd be great yeah A little careless hint, whisper. hint producer oh Jordan. man that'd be great yeah. So if that was you and you had careless whisper going yeah. over the stadium sound system, mm-hmm. would you step out of the box and just look around for the crowd laughing? Or oh, would for you, sure. Maybe yeah. I would take my bat and act like it's a saxophone for a second. I don't know. Just something. <laughs> Lighten the mood. Get me loosened uh, up. So before I hit my home run or whatever. So that would, yeah, we've talked about it. It'd be fun to have like walk up music for people who do voices at GBC. So oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Ask them what their walk-up music would be. Play it. It'd be a lot of fun. Yes, I love that personality idea. there. Yeah. So, what would be yours? I have put way too much thought into this, <laughs> and I probably have like a top twenty-five, and there's not oh number gosh. one that's nailed down. Kind of Sounds depends like a problem. on. Yeah, it's a it's a significant <laughs> In this theoretical world. It, that I would doesn't categorize exist. it as like, a mental issue. Is what I play <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What if scenario? I would love though if Gresham Bible Church someday were to have a softball team. Oh, if we could yeah. start playing careless whisper Bring, like, when a you walked blaster up. out or something. Oh and, yes, please. Oh, yeah, that would be, be awesome. Best. All right. I'm in. Let's do a softball team. I'm in. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, hey, on today's episode, we wanted to talk about Sabbath and rest, a huge topic. By no means are we going to nail it to the wall all the way in a short podcast episode, but wanted to begin a conversation, hopefully spark real conversations um, about the importance of what Sabbath is, what rest is in scripture and how that applies to our lives today. So, um, Josh, what would you say first, kind of as we enter the conversation, why do you think it's an important to have a conversation about Sabbath and rest? 
That's a great question. Um, Thank you. I only there's a lot of answers to that question. Uh, One, I think, because the Bible talks so much about it as God's good design for us, Mm -hmm. and so I think there's just that there's that whole aspect of it. I think there's even a felt needs aspect of I wonder how many of the issues in my life, let alone like all of our lives, are a result of maybe not even just embracing that as a gift from God or a good design that he has for us. So, yeah. So all to say, probably it's an important conversation to have, uh, because, uh, we don't do it. Hmm. And I think it's, there's a lot of symptomatic things in our life that are coming out as a result of it. So, yeah. 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 So when we say those words, Sabbath and rest, like, what do we mean by that? So maybe scripturally, how would you help us think about that, to think about it biblically? Yeah. Yeah. I think the Bible talks about rest definitely in in sort of like a circumstantial way, Mm -hmm. but also in much deeper way. You know, the way I've talked about is kind of the rest beneath the rest sort of. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have, you know, everyone thinks about Exodus uh, 20, you know, the 10 commandments that are given and we are all raised probably maybe even when we were younger, it would even be in our public schools sometimes. Um, but all the 10 commandments and the interesting thing is, um, on, uh, what is it? What, what would that be here? Um, command number four, right. Is to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your livestock or the sojourner who's within your gates. For in six days the Lord uh, made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Um, What's interesting about that is the there's all these commands in the 10 commandments and like the first one, you shall have no other gods before me. It's pretty short. Uh, third, uh, third one, you shall not take the Lord, your God's name in vain. You know, that's pretty short Honor your father, mother, don't murder, commit adultery, steal. They're all really short, mm-hmm. but there's two that are really long. Mm-hmm. And the first one is that second command, not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness or anything that is in heaven. And there's like a longer paragraph there. And the Sabbath one is pretty lengthy. And the interesting thing is um, God, in giving those commandments to his people, uh, wants us to know that this is not some arbitrary thing, but it's actually rooted and grounded in creation and mm-hmm. in the work and character of God. Yeah. So it's take, saying back in Genesis chapter 1, when God created the whole world, that He there's this seven-day um, imagery, and on that seventh day, he rests from all of his work. Um So uh, it says thus in chapter two, verse one of Genesis, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation, which, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot that could be unpacked there. Like why would God rest? Um, He's not God. He doesn't grow weary or faint, you know, Isaiah 40, um, so God's doing something that is um, then therefore being perpetuated and meant to be received in creation mm-hmm. amongst his created, um, that we need to rest from our work, mm-hmm. uh, rest from our doing, 
um, and kind of maybe focus on our being. So that's kind of how the Old Testament talks about it. Yeah. Um, before I don't want to keep talking too much. So you go ahead. What do you want to no, say? No, well, I just think about? it's important when we talk about Sabbath and rest yeah. to be clear in yeah. what we mean, right? Define our terms. So we want to be biblical in that. So I guess for me, not to put it back on you to talk about it, but honestly, like, do we have to practice Sabbath today as Christians? Like, mm-hmm. how would you counsel someone in that? Just real briefly. Good question. What do you think, Mike? I'm Thank you. Great uh, question. Totally. Uh, I wish I could be the interviewer, you know, <laughs> it'd be a lot easier. Um, just joking. Uh, actually your job is really hard. Um, yeah. So what's hard is, you know, God's people from the old Testament on, they, uh, they don't really live into God's intention for that. Mm-hmm. And I think when Jesus comes on the scene in the gospels, it's pretty clear that they've missed it. Mm-hmm. Like what the Sabbath is supposed to represent. Cause they add all these laws to it. Um, about what they can and can't do. And so we see Jesus healing on the Sabbath and people are upset that he's not a godly, you know, good Jew, you know, that kind of thing. And so, but then we, so we see Jesus come and essentially fulfill the Sabbath. And um, I think to answer your question, then uh, we have to look at what the New Testament describes Mm -hmm. um, uh, about what Sabbath is. So that's why I meant is that there's an external element to it. Like there really was a need for God's people to not work, to rest from their work. But then after Christ has come, the author of Hebrews picks up this idea and says, oh, this was about something way deeper than just having a day off. Right. And it's worth reading. So chapter four of Hebrews, um, while the promise of entering God's rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them. This is talking about God's people in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we have, for we who have believed, uh, referring to believing in Christ, right? Enter that rest. As he has said, as I swore my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although his works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he has some, somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in this passage, it's a psalm that he's quoting. He said, they shall not enter my rest. Therefore, since uh, it's, it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience, again, he appoints a certain day today, saying through David so long afterward, in the words already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. And then more can be said. It talks about God's word being alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. We are all exposed before the eyes of God. And then we have this great high priest who's passed through the heavens, Jesus, who is tempted as we are without sin yet. Um, so we therefore, through Christ, have this confidence to draw near the throne of grace. That's the part that people quote, right? Yeah. So I'm reading all that for a reason because the author of Hebrews says... Um, here that there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Mm-hmm. So should I, what was your exact question again? Good question, do we practice Sabbath we pr- now? Should we have to practice Sabbath? As New Testament. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Hebrews is saying yes, mm-hmm. but the rest that 
God has designed for us is a lot different yeah, amen. Um, than just taking a day off a week. Yeah. So I think there's a multiple ways to answer that. Yep. So I would say one, uh, I don't think you're in sin if you're not every Saturday um, doing any sort of, like if you do yard work or something, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think you're like in sin or something. Yep. Um, so at one level, like no, but at another level, yes, we need to. Mm-hmm. And I'd say two for two reasons. One, hopefully the kind of rest that we're practicing is a rest that Hebrews talks about that's only found in Jesus, the rest beneath the rest. Amen. And two, you you and I are made by God. We're creatures. And if our creator rested from his work and ordered creation in a way that we need to rest, mm. um, then we need to rest. Yeah. So it, I don't know who said it before, but it's kind of like the idea that you either can practice rest the way that God's ordered it, or you will find yourself having to rest Wow! because you'll burn out, right? Yeah. Or whatever. So uh, oh. that's a long answer to the question, but... Um, no, I think it's important yeah. we're starting the conversation there. So it's a distinctly Christian conversation. Yeah. Of what do we mean by Sabbath and rest, right? How's that fulfilled in Christ? And how do we live into that as God's people mm-hmm. now, the side of the cross? So yeah, um, yeah you're spot on just even right now uh, processing our conversation. There's so many different ways we could go, but what would you say of, okay, someone might hear this be like, yeah, yeah, that resonates with me. Yeah, I know I need to rest. Okay, well, what does that actually mean? How Hmm. do we practice that kind of rest? What does that look like? Does that make sense? Kind of paint a picture. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, mean, I'd be curious to hear from you, maybe how you've incorporated any of that in your life or or how you've thought about it too, but... um, Naps. Yeah, I think... (laughs) That's right. Naps. That's great. No, I think it's a good practice. Uh, Yeah. I think that's, what's hard is like when it comes to this question, I think most people approach it or this idea in the Bible, people approach it like, Oh, we don't got to do that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Or they're like, okay, what do I need to do? And something we don't need to like think about those things, but at the same time, um, when it talks about taking Sabbath, if we, if you were going to actually try to practice Sabbath, mm-hmm. um, in, in some way, f- because you want to live in your own design, um, I, I would say it's going to definitely take some intentionality and it means not just saying no to things, but learning what you're saying yes to. Yeah. Cause I think what the Bibles are talking about when it talks about rest is debt one, it's so much deeper, uh, which we can get into that. Um, but two, rest is something that's supposed to fill me up so that the next day I'm like restored. I'm, mm. my heart's set on Christ. I'm, I'm ready, um, maybe in a refreshed way yeah. to follow him through the peaks and valleys, through the joys and sufferings, you know? So it's, it's meant to restore us. Where I say all that to say there's days where I'm like, I'm taking a day off and that day is more filled with you know, doing things on my phone, watching Netflix and eating unhealthy food and (laughs) like taking naps or something, you know, and then I wake up at the end of the day and I wake up the next day and I'm like, I don't feel better. I don't like, sure. I didn't do anything, but I kind of just, 
uh, almost in a different way emptied myself, mm-hmm. you know? So I think Sabbath rest is meant to fill us up. So that's yeah. why I'm saying it's meant for us to go, okay, what, how, I need to think about this. What does rest really mean? Mm-hmm. If it means to be filled up, um, well, then it means that I'm not going to do certain things. Yeah. And maybe even to truly rest, I need to say no to entertainment type things mm. so that I could set my attention on God, the things that help me set my attention on God. Maybe it's spending time with my family uh, in an intentional way that helps me be grateful for the family I have, the yeah. relationships I have, spending time with people who are life-giving and encourage me in my faith, Yeah, uh, getting out in creation, mm-hmm. um, doing things that are life-giving right? That point me to the creator mm-hmm. and my savior. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. I love how you helped us think about rest and give a short definition, something that fills us up. And I just wonder if we were to talk to brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, in the stream of church history, those that have gone before us, uh, it feels like we have a hard time with this now. Is that maybe more than others that have gone before us? I don't know, but it feels kind of ironic. Like, we're not having to grow our own crops and like do mm-hmm. all this stuff. And yet we feel, at least I do, I feel more busy, pulled in different directions. Mm-hmm. So rest, yeah, maybe it, I have more leisure, but is it really true rest? And mm-hmm. so I think it's something we got to wrestle with. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say if we want to take what the Bible says, if God's my maker mm-hmm. and uh, if I if if I want to take what the Bible then says, especially in Hebrews, what it means to rest, then whatever I'm doing in my resting is meant to reset me hmm. on the gospel, right? Because I mean, Hebrews says, "Whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works, as God did from his." And sure, that means I'm not working twenty four seven like my vocation. Mm-hmm. Anybody who does that's going to burn out, right? You weren't made for that. You have to sleep. You need to rest. You need to play, laugh. But this is talking about so much more than that. This is talking about like my my works that in this context of Hebrews four uh, were disobedient works, yeah. which actually didn't make it possible for me to enter God's rest, um, like eternal type rest, mm-hmm. um, and so we are supposed to rest from our works and essentially then receive Jesus's works. He was the one who was tempted yet without sin. He's my great high priest. Um, and I draw near by to the throne of grace, right? That's what Hebrews ends up talking about the rest of that chapter. Um, so I, I think what this rest is actually talking about is, is taking more intentional time mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Hopefully this revolves around Sunday gatherings, a little, at least in part, where I'm resetting myself on who I am in Christ and how I don't need to labor for my acceptance. Yeah. There's a rest beneath the rest. Mm. Um, there's a rest that comes through Christ that changes everything. Yeah. And uh, there was a helpful book that I read with a bunch of people for many different times called The Emotionally Healthy Leader by Pete Scazzaro. And it he talks about reasons why we don't rest. And I think it's because of that disruption of the rest beneath the rest mm-hmm. um, of why we avoid Sabbath mm-hmm. so much. I don't know if you thought about Would, this, like maybe without getting into this too yet, but like yeah. what are some of the reasons why you think maybe in your life or 
in other people's lives that you interact with, why we just don't rest, why we don't choose to Sabbath in the way that God wants us to. No, man, I would say two things, I guess, uh, first kind of observationally in the culture around us and true in my own heart too, is our culture kind of defines us or I define myself, right? My identity in my achievements and what I'm doing, right? What I'm accomplishing, what I'm checking off my list, what I can tell someone I've done to differentiate myself. So that inherently is against the Bible's definition of finding my rest in Christ. And then to kind of land the plane, it's um, I'm not resting if I'm functionally uh, trying to justify myself. So mm-hmm. if I'm living in my own self-righteousness and pride rather than who Jesus is for me and I'm fully accepted in Jesus, that mm-hmm. gives rest for my weary soul. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, for me, what comes to mind, I, I want to hear what this book has to say. One of my favorite quotes is St. Augustine that says, our hearts are restless until they find their rest in thee. That's it. Man, that's like the story of my life, 100%. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of rest is so needed for my heart. And I just think about how much our unsaved friends and family and neighbors and coworkers need to hear the rest that only the gospel can give. Mm-hmm. Like our our cultural moment uh, demands this as believers that we're unashamed of the gospel and the rest only Jesus can give. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think we have an important opportunity to um, share more about this. Yeah. Anyway, that's just reflecting on what you're sharing. And yeah, w- would you mind reading for us a little yeah, bit? Yeah, well, that maybe book before I even do, but I think what comes to my mind a little bit is uh, I don't know. This could be like confession time, but um, you know, my wife is pointed this out in my life a little bit. Um, and when we were in Maui, which was a restful place, mm. um, I read Cal Newport's book, D- Digital Minimalism. It was mm. super revealing. Um, he talks about in that book, we have this issue, this problem today where we can't stand being alone with our thoughts. And that's our major problem. Wow. That we've been promised productivity and uh, convenience in technology, but all that it's done is caused us to take up every moment of my, it's like we have these constant distractions in our pockets or almost now this felt need to distract ourselves where we, we can't stand being alone with our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And my wife has pointed out at times, it's probably in times where I'm in a lower season emotionally or Mm -hmm. stressed where I will always be listening to something whether it's music, podcast, game on in the background, something, you know, Mm. and you know, she's not like really coming down hard. She's really too sweet for that. But like, just kind of pointing out like, Hey, you, you know, you're, you're always listening to something and me having to wrestle with that. Why is that? Mm. Like, why am I unable just to be alone with my thoughts? Mm. And that's where, and I wonder how many of us really struggle with that as well. Like the idea of real rest involves me listening to a podcast, involves me, uh, which is funny, we're talking on a podcast right yeah. now, but like just noticing that, but uh, <laughs> listening to a podcast or, you know, um, you know, binging a podcast or binging Netflix or just doing things that are distracting ourselves. Even yeah. we think of Sabbath that way. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about Scazzaro's, he has a chapter in Emotionally Healthy Leader book. Um, you don't have to be a leader to read this book. He also has just an emotionally healthy person or something book, but he has a chapter called practice Sabbath delight. 
And in that chapter, he goes, why Sabbath is such a challenge today. And he says he observes three primary challenges. I'm only going to talk about one of them. But he says one of the challenges we face, he says, is we are afraid of what we might find inside of us. And as he's dealt with different people and pastors around the world and wonders and has asked them, you know, why do you struggle to slow down? Mm -hmm. Um, His observation is he thinks the answer for a lot of people is shame. Wow. It's shame. Uh, He says it's important to distinguish shame from guilt. Guilt is about something I do. For example, I, I ran a red light. It was one mistake I made, not a reflection of my entire person. He said, shame, on the other hand, is about who I am. I didn't just make a mistake when I ran that red light. I am a mistake. You know, so he says, shame testifies not to wrongdoing, but to flawed being. And then he goes on, Sabbath can be terrifying because doing nothing productive leaves us feeling vulnerable. We may feel emotional exposure and nakedness before God or others. Overworking hides these feelings of inadequacy or worthlessness, not just from others, but also from ourselves. As long as we keep busy, we can outrun that internal voice that says things like, I'm never good enough. I'm never safe enough. I'm never perfect enough. I'm never extraordinary enough. I'm never successful enough. And he goes, do you recognize that voice? And I just think that's so revelatory. And the reason why I brought the noise thing in the Cal Newport book on digital minimalism, we are constantly wanting to distract ourselves part, which contributes then to our lack of Sabbath and rest. Yeah. And I at least wonder for how many of us, myself included, struggle with this idea because of shame. Because what you just Mm -hmm. said, Mm -hmm. like I'm trying to perform, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to prove something. I'm trying to, even in, maybe it's just to other people in the world. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel popular to not be busy. Mm-hmm. So if I was like, Hey man, how you been? And you're like, I got nothing going on. We're like, Oh man, you're, yeah, you're a loser or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, exactly. I'm just joking. I've never thought that I'm just saying that like, yeah. but we were like, Oh man, so busy, just busy in corporate world. That was a badge of honor when yeah. you would check in with each other. Hey, how was the weekend, man? We're just so busy. That means I'm this. important. It means exactly. It means I matter. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I go, I, if I'm structuring my life in such a way where I'm choosing to say no to things, that's the Mm. other thing is like to actually practice Sabbath in some way, you have to learn to say no to things. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm trying to get out here a little bit is that I will never learn to say no to things to say yes to the idea of Sabbath if the if I don't have the rest beneath the rest, mm-hmm. if I have this angstiness beneath the surface that, oh man, I'm not good enough or I need yeah. to prove myself or um, I'm afraid of what I might find if I slow down and mm-hmm. I'm alone with my thoughts before God or, you know, yeah. if I, if I don't have that dealt with, which only the gospel can deal with that, Amen. then of course I'm not going to rest. I'm going to try yeah. to be as busy as I can. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I, 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 I love this Hudson Taylor quote. If I can read it, please. It's like I'm a quote machine here, but, um, <laughs> but he, um, he lived a very stressful and frenetic life. He's the guy who founded the, uh, China inland mission in the 1900s, early 1900s. Um, but he's a guy who I think it seems like learned to have that, he through Christ had that rest beneath the rest. Mm-hmm. 
And he says, day and night, uh, uh, so this is Hudson Taylor's son who wrote about his dad. Okay. Which hopefully our sons could write about this with us. I don't know. My son can't write right now, so I don't know. we'll see. Uh, not referring to Tucker. Okay. So, so, <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll just read the quote by now. Yeah. <laughs> day and night, this was his secret. Quote, just to roll the burden on the Lord. Unquote. Frequently, those who were wakeful in the little house at Chinking might hear at two or three in the morning the soft refrain of Mr. Taylor's favorite hymn, Jesus, I am resting, resting in the joy of what thou art. He had learned that for him, only one life was possible, just that blessed life of resting and rejoicing in the Lord under all circumstances while he dealt with the difficulties inward and outward, great and small. That's how it's cool how his son could write about that. And that's beautiful. Just yeah. like uh, his secret is to roll the burden on the Lord, mm. saying, Jesus, I'm resting, resting in the joy of what thou art. That for him, only one life was possible to do that. So man, I, need... I think that's embodying what this rest beneath the rest is. Yes. He deals with my shame. Yes. It's his works I rest in. I don't have to prove myself to God anymore. Yeah. He, and that's a daily yeah. practice. Uh, at yeah. Least in my life, I'm sure in many others, it's not just a one-time <laughs> check the box. I need to live into that and preach the gospel to mm-hmm. myself every day for the reality yeah. of that. Yeah. It's almost like, I think of it this way, like if Sabbath is kind of like, if I equate the gospel and Sabbath in a little bit of overlapping way, mm-hmm if we almost want to picture that as like a fire that we need to warm ourselves by hmm. because when we leave that fire and we try to live out through this works sort of not resting from our works sort of way um it's it's like i leave the fire and then i'm in the freezing house and the only way to feel warm and not cold is through like keeping active and working and working and working. Yeah. Uh, and I think what the gospel is teaching us and what Sabbath teaches us is just go warm ourselves by the fire. Yeah, amen. Like there's a source for that warmth that uh, doesn't come from me. Yeah. Um, and that's the kind of warmth I was made for. Amen. Um, and so maybe for a lot of us, we just, we haven't sat by the fire in a long time and we're freezing and we don't know it mm-hmm. kind of idea. Amen. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it makes <laughs> total sense, man. And I, <laughs> and I think there's irony there and in God's economy that we actually then accomplish more, mm-hmm. not to make it about the accomplishing yeah. but for his kingdom. If I'm really resting in him, that's how God's designed it. Like Hudson Taylor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you read that quote for a reason because we know who Hudson Taylor is mm-hmm. thinking of other saints that have gone before us and things they've written about rest and abiding. And there's a, a secret there. The more we rest in Jesus and the gospel, the more we're free to live into making him known and doing hard things mm-hmm. and all of that. So I, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if we can focus on this enough and think about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So if anything, I, I would hope that what what we're getting from maybe a little bit of our conversation, because again, this, there's so much we could talk about around mm-hmm. Sabbath. I guess I'm just hoping that people can kind of equate our need for Sabbath and our, uh, and, and Sabbath is a place that we enter. Yeah. Sort of. And, but the, that's really overlapped with the gospel. Amen. 
that it's not, I'm not going to really experience the Sabbath God's oriented me and designed me for if I'm trying to do it just through external things being different for a certain day. Mm-hmm. And I'm also then not going to really be able to warm myself by the fire of the gospel if I'm not setting aside time to really live into that either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so I hope people really begin to see the overlap of Sabbath and in the gospel mm. and how those things aren't meant to be separate, you yes. know, Amen. but you can't really have one without the other. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. I would love if people are talking about that just as we're hanging out as a church family or maybe in community groups or men's women's Bible study, like that overlap and press into that. What does that look like in my life, in my soul? I need, I know I need that reset all the time, mm-hmm. that gospel reset. So I'm not being fueled by the doing or achieving, but really that rest and how, when you taste that kind of rest, man, it's so freeing mm-hmm. and just liberating and it just recalibrates your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. 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 I think even part of that probably plays into our why we exist statement, maybe. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, it's intentional in saying we exist to glorify God in being disciples. Uh, that's where it begins, before I go and make anything, yep. make Amen. another disciple. Um, but we talk about in being disciples through the transforming power of the gospel. So um, the way that I'm a disciple is by sitting at the feet of Christ, learning from Christ, warming myself by the fire, biding in him, for apart from him I could do nothing. Yeah. I'm a branch, he's the vine, all that, mm-hmm. right? And uh, yeah, so it's sort of just Sabbath reminds me like, oh yeah, that's that's who I am. And the weirdest thing is, is like, if, if we've ever taken the time just to warm ourselves by the fire of the gospel um, in days of rest, we're always like, man, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, Have you ever day. regretted that? Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And that could mean I, I watch the Giants play baseball and lose or something, you know, and <laughs> I can like listen to my favorite music and I can go on a hike with my family and yep. or play football at Kelly Creek with my kids or mm-hmm. um, play the piano or, you know, read a book. Like, you could, doesn't mean you just sit there and like pray the whole day or read the Bible all day, um, but it, probably should include that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, but as I'm doing these things, I'm really intentional about, God, thank you for this. Like, oh man, this is good. Like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about everything that I'm even able to do is only by his creation, only Mm -hmm. by his creative hand. And, um, I mean, that's, what's going to fill you up. Yeah. Amen. And even as I play football or whatever, I'm going, this is so precious. This is so fun. This is a gift from God. But man, like it pales in comparison to the gift of his son, mm-hmm. you know? Amen. Well said. I can't think of a better way to close this episode than just what you said right there. So we'll, we'll keep this conversation going on Sabbath and rest. It's a critical one for each of our souls, for us corporately as a church family. And again, just thinking about how many people we know uh, that maybe your neighbors are really longing for. They don't even know it, what you said, Josh, that rest underneath the rest and only Jesus can offer that. So man, Mm -hmm. what an opportunity. So yeah, awesome conversation. Did my soul good just talking about it on the podcast. So, all right. If you have any questions or comments, as always, please reach out to me at mike at greshambible.org. And thanks for joining us today. Until next week, Gresham Bible Church.
Silver screen, and all it said goodbye.